0: Helping disciple-makers ignite a movement locally and globally. This is the Disciple First Podcast. Now, here's your host, Craig Etheridge. Welcome back to the Disciple First Podcast. It's a podcast by disciple-makers and for disciple-makers. And my name is Craig Etheridge. I'm your host. And today we're listening in on the back half of a sermon that Doug Holiday gave at the Flashpoint Conference in Dallas. Doug Holiday is the executive director for Sun Life Ministries, and he brings a wealth of experience on how to make disciples in the local church. In 2004, Doug went to Africa and he headed up the J Life Ministry in the East Africa region. Also, he founded the Doug Holiday Ministries and Open Door Haiti, where he launched schools for youth pastors in Haiti and training them to make disciples in the local church. So Doug is speaking here about three key words that can transition your ministry into a disciple-making ministry. We've already heard the first half of this sermon. Now we're about to listen to the second half. So listen in on Doug a Holiday.
1: First, the adventure is this. Be a disciple maker. Invite others to be with you on the journey of following Jesus. And when you do that, when you're inviting others to be with you on that journey and you are a disciple maker, then what God gives you the privilege of doing then is you are a part of building a disciple-making ministry, building something great here at First Colleyville. This would be a place full of ministries and full of people who are disciples, who are making disciples. That this is a disciple-making ministry. Where do we see this in Jesus' encounter? What does he say to them? That they might be with him. Why? So that he might send them out to preach. And give them authority to cast out demons and to feel, heal every disease and sickness. You know what those two things sound like? Uh, preach, heal, cast out demons? That sounds to me like the Great Commission. Go and preach. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I'm commanding you. sounds like the Great Commission, and it sounds like the Great Commandment. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, demonstrating the love of God in you to those around you. By when you see those needs, heal people, cast out demons, he is going to involve them in a ministry that fleshes out his life through the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. This is going to be a great church. That's what people will see the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. You can boil it down your life essentially to these six words Love God, love people, make disciples. Love God, love people. Make disciples. And if those six words would also define this church, this place, that it's a place full of people who are loving God, loving each other, and making disciples, this will be a great church. You know, as a, as a, a teenager, um, God allowed me to be a part of beginning to build a disciple making youth ministry right there at our church. You know, Rich had poured into and he had discipled me. And then I in turn, you know what, after, after I got my license, I turned to my friends and I said, hey guys, let's go to the mall and witness. Like, witness what? Well, you know, let's go and talk to people about Jesus. At the mall, we might know people at the mall. And I began to take my friends and train and equip them how to share their faith and, and encourage them to share their faith as well. And a good friend of mine in the youth group, a guy named Mike, he and I started a Bible study to begin to encourage and fan the flames of a passion for following Jesus in our peers, taking them out to share the gospel with others. In fact, that youth ministry that that we were a part of, every year it did something, this was in New Jersey, it did something called a beach and bike trip. We'd get in a church bus, we'd go down to the Jersey Shore, we'd get about 15 miles from the beach, and we'd get out, someone had brought all of our bikes to that point, we'd ride our bikes the rest of the way to the beach. Uh, We'd stay the night there at the beach at a hotel, get up the next morning, maybe someone with a guitar, we'd go out on the beach, sing Kumbaya, and then just have fun. And Mike and I were like, No way. If we're going to the beach, we're going to be at the Jersey Shore, the boardwalk. We're going to go up and down the boardwalk, up and down the beach, and we're going to talk to people about Jesus. And we got some of our friends in the youth group, and we're like, come on, guys, let's do this. And that had such a transformative effect on our youth group, our youth pastor. The, the, The next year, he said, hey, guys, this year, this is, Mike and I were just graduating. He said, this year, we're not going to have a beach and bike trip. Instead, it's going to be a beach evangelism trip. And Doug, Mike, I want the two of you to train the rest of the youth group how to share their faith the way you've been sharing your faith. And so Mike and I, as seniors in high school, for three consecutive Wednesdays in my basement, we trained the youth group how to share their faith. We organized the whole thing, pairing up. You go with you and... and, uh, sending out our group there on the beach, begin training and equipping them to tell others about Jesus. And that youth group was becoming a youth ministry, building a disciple-making ministry. And we were 17-year-olds. You know, the first church that I worked at out of, uh, out of college um, it's where I met Dan Spader, the founder of Sun Life, and went through the Sun Life training, became a foundation for everything that I would do in ministry from that point forward. I remember uh, reaching students, investing in students, discipling students, and one of the, one of the young students who kind of raised up and trained and became part of our, our student ministry team, a young guy by the name of Pete. Um, it, was, it was crazy. A few years ago, I was invited to go on a trip to Israel, with Dan Spader, and had no idea when I said yes that my roommate on that trip would be that student of mine from so many years earlier, Pete, who now was the youth pastor at the same church where I had been his youth pastor, and he was now continuing that legacy of investing in students to become disciples who would make disciples who would make disciples, building a disciple-making ministry. First, you got to be a disciple-maker, then you build a disciple-making ministry, and then what you see God do is then you will begin disciple making movements. What do we see here? In Jesus' encounter with these 12 who he calls. He's been with them for two years. They've been following him. They've been learning of him. And he appoints them as apostles. So we're going to begin a disciple-making movement. He appoints them as apostles. So what's an apostle? Well, that word, it it means to send forth. It's a, a messenger or a representative. I love this definition for it. That an apostle is a vigorous and pioneering advocate or supporter of a particular cause. And there is no greater cause than the cause of Christ. That we would go and make disciples and change the world. And he invites us to be a part of that movement. And you, you look at those 12, and they're listed by name. And later in the book of Acts, it describes them as what? As unschooled, ordinary men. I think we all qualify. God wants to use all of you to be a part of his move from this place To the ends of the earth, beginning, he's standing there before he ascends up to the Father in heaven, and he says, you're going to be my witnesses here in Jerusalem and in Judea, the surrounding area, and Samaria, just beyond, and then to the ends of the earth. Part of this movement. And you know what? I've been to some places that have felt like the ends of the earth. And the gospel is there. We have their names. You know, it's, it's interesting uh, here in these accounts. For many of these names, this is the only place in the gospels or the New Testament where we see their name. This is it. But church history does tell us with many of them the outcome of their life and ministry and what God eventually would use them to do, these unschooled ordinary men. The apostles, they were to establish churches. They were to teach and train. And one of the interesting things is that in the Gospel of John, you will not find the word apostle in the Gospel of John, the last gospel to be written. And, you know, apostles, Jesus appointed them, and they were going to establish the church, but John doesn't use that word. He just always refers to them as disciples, the same word that would refer to you and me. And it's almost as if to say, uh, you know, we're going to establish this thing, but when it is established, it is just going to continue to move forward with disciples just like you who will make disciples, who will make disciples, who will make disciples. What do we see? These names that were given to Jesus, what do we see them do? Well, Peter, he spreads the gospel to Rome. Before he is eventually crucified upside down. Peter and all the other apostles were martyred with the exception of John. And they tried to kill him. They boiled him in hot oil. Didn't kill him though. John ended up serving the church in Ephesus. Matthew, he preached in Jerusalem for 15 years before going out to other countries. Philip preached in Phrygia in Asia Minor. Nathanael brought the gospel to northern India and eventually to Albania. Thomas carried the gospel to the Far East. Simon the Zealot spread the gospel to Egypt and eventually to Persia. Thaddeus founded a church in Edessa. These unschooled, ordinary men and God used them to start a movement that would change the world and I told you I've been to some places that have felt like the ends of the earth over 30 different countries in in Africa you know with Sun Life's partners they're helping to uh, start our training in Kenya and then from Kenya to move into Uganda and Rwanda and Tanzania and Burundi and into the island of Zanzibar 99% Muslim but the gospel is there and in villages in Kenya where I've taught and trained leaders and literally, you know, getting in a truck and driving in the truck on a paved road as far as you can drive before you have to get off on a dirt road and you drive that dirt road as far as you can till you get to the end of that dirt road and you have to get out and walk mile upon mile upon mile till you get to a village in the middle of the African bush where everyone is living in mud huts made of sticks, thatch, mud cow manure that's their homes what the church is made of and in a village like that when I'm there and they happen to tell me that I am the first mzungu the first white face that has ever been in that village I've been to some places that have felt like the ends of the earth and the gospel is there like our ministry in Haiti, partnering together with a, a, a pastor, a friend of mine, a Haitian pastor, a number of years ago, and and starting a ministry together called Open Door Haiti, where uh, we have a school of youth ministry. We're training these young leaders, but, you know, coming out of that, church planting is going on, and then we're starting schools with feeding programs, because these kids, they have nothing to eat. They can't get educated, and then uh, after the earthquake in 2010, opening up an orphanage, and now we have 50 kids that we're caring for in that orphanage, and a a medical center that treats a thousand patients a month, and just these miracles that God is doing, but kind of the the engine of all of that is raising up disciples who can make disciples. Our school of youth ministry, this, this training program that, that a year long, uh, bringing in these young leaders and they live there and we pour into and we invest and we train up and disciple them so that they can then reproduce their lives in others. And uh, one of our groups from just a couple of years ago, some of these uh, young men up here are so, so dear to me, but I'll just tell you one story. So the, the young man with the, the red hat, um, just to the right of him in the picture, is one of the quietest young men in the group by the name of Jocelyn. Um, you know, rarely you heard Jocelyn say anything but he was soaking it all in. And part of that training program, we're sending them out and they've got to put into practice what they're learning. And at the end of the program, you know, we, we sat around and we're hearing stories, sharing stories of what God did as they were going out and putting into practice. And Jocelyn, when it was his turn, he began to share how, you know, one weekend, he, he went to this particular village where there was no church, no presence of Christ and just going hut to hut and sharing the gospel with people and seeing many people put their faith in Christ and another weekend going to this village and doing the same thing and another weekend going to this village and doing the same thing, village after village. And he's sharing these stories of all these people who he's leading to faith in Christ. He's not doing it through preaching. These are going hut to hut, house to house, personal conversations. And I said, Jocelyn, how many, how many people in the last six months have you seen put their faith in Christ? And we started doing the math. And it was 117 people personally leading to faith in Christ. It's like, whoa. No, Jocelyn, you know, you can't just lead them to Christ, though. You've got to disciple these people. So, you know, what have you done there? Have you started any small groups to help them begin to be established and grow in their faith? And he said, oh, yes, I've started a small group. I was like, great. Well, how many are in your small group? He says, 120. like, Jocelyn, that's not a small group. That's a church. This young, unassuming, you'd say unschooled, ordinary man that God is using to make disciples, to make disciples, to be a part of this movement that goes to the ends of the earth. And that's the adventure that Jesus invites. Each of us to be a part of, to be a disciple maker, to be a part of building a disciple making ministry right here. And then to begin disciple making movements that go out from here to the ends of the earth. That's the adventure. You know, one of the things I love about these verses is that Jesus names them. Some of them, it's the only place In all of the Bible, that we see their name, but we see it here. We know who they are. They have a name. And you know where this disciple making adventure begins once you commit your life to Christ. You put your faith and your trust in Him alone, and He's your Savior. And He invites you to follow Him, to be on this journey, this adventure with Him, to be a disciple maker, build a disciple making ministry, begin disciple making movements. It begins with a name. One name, two names, three names, however many names God is going to give you. Beginning right there in your home, but then beyond your home, where you work, where you play, who you're in school with, who are the names that God is giving you? you're going to pour your life into and invest so that person can put their faith in Christ and become a part of this adventure that God has for all of us it begins with a name who is the name that God has given to you let's pray Father we thank you this morning for the great joy that you've given us of being your children 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and oh, to be known by you, to be loved by you, to be embraced by you, to put our faith and our trust in your Son and what he did on the cross so that we might become a child of God and to know and experience your love walking closely with you and when we do, oh, that it would be our heart's desire to do whatever you ask to go with you on this adventure, to be a disciple who makes disciples. I pray for each one of us in this room that right now where we're sitting, you would bring a name to our mind. Maybe as someone who doesn't know Christ that you're asking us to bring the gospel to them, to bring the love of Christ and the hope of Christ and the message of Christ to them. And that's where it begins. Maybe it's someone that we've seen put their faith and their trust in Christ, and you're asking us to come alongside them and to say, hey, follow me as I follow Christ. And it's not a program, it's not a curriculum, it's, it's not any of that. It's our life being imparted to them that they might follow Jesus like we follow Jesus. I pray that you give us a name. And it's in Jesus' name that we ask this. Amen.
0: Well, that was Doug Holiday and a powerful message on making disciples in the local church. If you'd like to hear more from Doug Holiday, you can go to sunlife.com or you can go to disciplefirst.com. It's the one stop shop for all training and resources on disciple making, disciplefirst.com. And if you'd like to hear Doug Holiday in person, you can find him at one of our Flashpoint conferences. We have them all across the country. Go to flashpointconference.com to find a location near you. And until then, go make disciples.